This is Radio Influence. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people, you know, realize what's really going on in this country. There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust, people aren't being held accountable for, and that's something that needs to change. That's something that, you know, this country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all, and it's not happening for all right now. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. I know a lot of people's initial reactions thought it was bashing the military, which it wasn't. That wasn't my intention at all. I think now that we have those things cleared up, we can get to the root of what I was saying and really address those issues. Good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I'm your host, Vincent Hill. And what you just heard was San Francisco 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick. We've all heard this uh, controversy over the last week or so. This happened uh, at a game where he refused to stand for the national anthem. And you heard his comments that there was a lot of oppression in this country. There's a lot of unjustified shootings and something needs to be done about it. Well, I will say this. I agree 100% with Colin Kaepernick. There is a lot of oppression in this country. But the question is, Who is doing the oppressing? There's a lot of killings going on unjustified in this country. But the question is, who is doing the killing? Now, in that press conference, he said there's people laying dead in the streets and people going on to say police are getting away with it. They're going on paid leave. Well, I agree. There are people laying in the streets. There's people laying in the streets every day in this country. But here's where we disagree. It is not by the hands of police. It is by the hands of people that look just like them. So now we have this celebrity, one of many, And I'll touch on Beyonce and her thing at the VMAs here in a bit. But we have this celebrity who's pretty well-known, who's pretty rich, talking about oppression. Now, here we have a mixed individual who was abandoned by his black father, who was adopted by white parents, and he's talking about oppression. Like he's talking about it like he knows about it. What, first, does he know about oppression? And secondly... I understand it's your right to not stand for the national anthem. That is one thing that I fought for in this country and many, many, many people before and after me have fought for, for people like you not to stand during the national anthem if you so choose. But my problem with what you did is your timing because the national anthem no matter what you hear, some people said it, 
is related to slavery, it's related to oppression, it's related to this. The national anthem to me and to millions and millions and millions of people, it is about our loyalty to this country. So essentially, Colin, are you saying you're not loyal to this country because you don't want to stand up for the national anthem? But I understand it's because of the oppression and the police officers getting away with all this murder that's going on unjustified. But see, here's the thing. I think your facts are wrong because last I checked, 99% of the people that died at the hands of police. Now, remember, statistics-wise, there's more whites killed by police than blacks. But 99.9% of those killed by police were killed justifiably. So for you to go on and say, oh, they go on paid leave and they don't do any time, whatever, whatever. It's not because this country, who had a black president twice, is so oppressive. It's not because of that. Let's remember, the same black president has sent in the Department of Justice and all of these cases, and guess what they found? Well, yeah, the officers were justified, but we're going to go ahead and say they're racist. Do you see a pattern here that if they're not able to charge indict, convict officers, it has nothing to do, nothing at all to do with the fact that you say there's oppression, there's unjustified killings, has nothing to do with that. It's because, A, there was a point of escalation that led the officer to use deadly force, and B, when the deadly force was used, it was justified. So now Colin Kaepernick says, He's going to refuse to stand until he sees change in this country. Well, I guess you won't be standing up for quite a while. Because here's the reality of the situation, Mr. Colin Kaepernick. As long as there are bad guys who want to use force against police, who want to be armed when dealing with police, let's talk Milwaukee, Baton Rouge, I can go on and on of the people that were armed or resisted or fought with police until that changes. There's not going to be any change on the way police do business. So if you want to sit until you see change, how about this? Let's try this for one second. How about this? Colin Kaepernick, why don't you use your celebrity status instead of talking about something you have no idea what you're talking about, use your celebrity status to go into these oppressed communities, as you call them. Hey, give up some of your millions and millions of dollars that, quite frankly, between me and people that don't like the 49ers would say you're not that great of a quarterback anyway, but you still make millions of dollars. So why don't you give away some of your millions and millions and millions of dollars into these communities you say are oppressed for things like education, better homes, after school programs, drug counseling, you know, things like that. You know, here's a guy like LeBron James who, yeah, I'm not a big Cleveland Cavaliers fan, but LeBron gave millions for kids to go to college. But you want to sit on your butt and say, 
oh, people are oppressed. And the only thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to stand during the national anthem. I'm not going to use the blessings I have, the money, the fame, to try to make things better. The only thing I'm going to do is sit on my ass for 45 seconds while the national anthem plays. To me, that is pathetic. To me, that is your way of getting your 15 minutes of fame. Because if that's the only action you're going to take, I guarantee by next week that will be forgotten. But how you make a statement, how you make a legacy is to go out and do something about it. But you sitting on your ass, not standing up for this country, proves nothing. And while you're talking about all of this oppression in the black community and all these unjustified shootings in the black community, I want you to take about an hour's drive from where you play football at and go talk to Dylan Noble's family. Oh, wait, Colin, you've never heard of him because he's the white unarmed kid that was shot by police. But guess what? The police were cleared based on his actions. But I understand you watch CNN, you watch mainstream media, and all you see are black kids being shot by black officers, and it's got to be racial, right? Hmm. So, I know I'm going to make a statement, and it's going to be huge, and it's going to be big. Well, there's a reason people are burning your jerseys and stepping and spitting on your jerseys because here's the thing and think about this many people many people will tell you just ask a few celebrities the second that you do something against this country this flag people will turn their backs on you in a heartbeat you could have won a super bowl but the second you disrespect this country and this flag and everything it stands for and the people that bled sweat and died protecting and defending it people will turn their backs on you in a heartbeat and you're seeing that right now now you may say it doesn't bother you (laughs) you may say that but that is not the case just wait until you start getting booed in your own stadium oh you don't think it'll happen oh it'll happen Because what you've done is you've pissed off a nation. You didn't just piss off the city of San Francisco. You've pissed off a nation. So, someone should have told you to pick your battles a different way. But now you've made that bed and you have to lie in it. Now, there's another celebrity out there and this isn't her first time making statements and Beyonce and you know she was at the VMAs this weekend and first one of the things that really really bothered me is she had Trayvon Martin's mother and Michael Brown's mother there as her special guest now again the loss of a child is really tragic but it's really 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 starting to get under my skin that Trayvon Martin is being compared to all of these other cases dealing with police. That is not fair to police. That is not fair, quite frankly, to the race relations in this country. But yet, it still goes on. We still allow it to happen. 
Now, for those of you that are saying, well, why does Trayvon Martin not count? I'm not saying his death didn't count. What I am saying is he was killed by an idiotic individual named George Zimmerman, who, quite frankly, is not white. A, secondly, has proven that he is just an idiot who did not need a gun. But to tie him to all of these other cases involving police is not fair to police across this country. It sets a bad tone and it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths, period. Now, Michael Brown's mother. Now, this is the same young lady who was screaming profanities when the grand jury decided not to indict Officer Darren Wilson and the death of her son. She said things like, burn this MF down, referring to start a riot in Ferguson. Now, I don't understand, again, why all of a sudden she has celebrity status. Keep in mind, Michael Brown, nine minutes, nine, eight, nine, nine minutes before he was killed by Officer Darren Wilson is seen in a store committing a crime and almost committing two crimes by assaulting the clerk that was chasing him to the door. So at what point in this country did we decide to celebrate criminal activity if that person dies? Well, I can tell you when it started. It started about eight years ago. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again. The current administration, and it's so obvious because we keep seeing people like Michael Brown's mother showing up at all of these places. She was at the DNC convention. She's at the VMAs. The current administration has said, it's okay if you rob a store. It's okay if you point a gun at police. It's okay if you resist arrest and you have a gun. All of that is okay. We will look past that. But what we won't look past is if an officer is forced to use deadly force, then we will come fight for your rights. We will fight for your family's rights. We will get justice for your family. And that is what was said last night. I'm sorry, Sunday night at the VMAs. Why were they there? Now, remember, I said a loss is tragic, but what purpose did it serve to have them there? What message did that send to the masses of this country? Because, trust me, there were millions of people watching the VMAs when they saw Trayvon Martin's mother and when they saw Michael's Brown, by Michael Brown's mother. They said, well, wait a minute, Michael Brown... Well, didn't we see him robbing the store? So why is she center stage at the VMAs? What purpose did it serve? What message did it really send? So then Beyonce performs a song, and I can't remember what the song was entitled. I really didn't watch the VMAs. I was watching football. But I saw, of course, the highlights, and her dancers were shot. And they were dressed as white angels. And then when they were shot, they turned red. And they just kept falling and falling and falling and falling. Again, 
what message are we sending? So are we saying that Michael Brown was a white angel who was perfect, who didn't do anything, and then he was taken out by the white racist police officer? Is that what we're saying here? Are we saying that Alton Sterling was this white angel who never did anything wrong and was killed by this white racist police officer? What message are we sending? You know, Colin Kaepernick, Beyonce, and all of these other celebrities that make statements and they use their celebrity status to protest something that, if they knew what they were talking about, would see was justified. And secondly, I don't see you going to the city of Chicago where an eight-year-old was shot and killed just a few days ago, and her mother was shot and killed while they were walking down the street. Wrong place, wrong time. To me, an eight-year-old is a little angel because she hasn't even been exposed to the world in that way. In fact, it's biblical, if you know anything about your Bible. To me... That is the white angel that was taken out. But it wasn't by a white racist police officer. It was by someone that looked like her that lived in her neighborhood. So Colin Kaepernick wants to talk about oppression. What about the fact that the murder rate in the city of Chicago is already neck and neck with last year's total homicide and we still have several months left in this year. To me, that is true oppression. Think about this. You're a mother. You're a daughter. You can't walk down the street without getting shot and killed. That is oppression. You're a black male that looks like other black males. You can't walk down the street without getting shot and killed. You're Dwayne Wade's cousin. You can't walk down the street with your baby in a stroller and not get shot and killed. To me, that is oppression. What is not oppression to me, and this may really tick some people off, but the truth is the truth. What is not oppression to me is a guy like Mr. Smith in Milwaukee who had a stolen gun and pointed it at police and police were forced to use Deadly, deadly force. What's not oppression to me is Alton Sterling resisting arrest for the second time with police armed with a gun for the second time and police were forced to use deadly force. That to me, Colin Kaepernick, is not oppression. That is called the use of force. That is called protecting my life because my life is in danger. And guess what, Colin Kaepernick, while you sit for the national anthem, if your life was in danger and you were armed, you would be within your right to protect yourself. Now, would you be screaming oppression then or would you be saying, well, at least I survived to live another day? I'm going to go with number two, that you would be saying at least I survived to live another day. And speaking of Chicago, there's there's something that that kind of 
irks me just a little bit. Now, I mentioned a lot of shootings. I mentioned how high the homicide rate is, that it's almost neck and neck with last year. And I mentioned Dwayne Wade's cousin. Now, for those of you that don't know who Dwayne Wade is, former Miami Heat, now with the Chicago Bulls, he's been in the NBA for a long time. His cousin was shot and killed last week while walking her daughter. And you got all of these unsolved murders in the city of Chicago. But the GOP presidential candidate, Donald Trump, sends out a tweet and says how tragic it was about Dwayne Wade's sister, or cousin. And two days later, these guys are in custody. So are you telling me that out of all of these shootings, all of these shootings, 400 plus shootings this year, 400 plus homicides, that the city of Chicago police can't find suspects in over 95% of those. But since the GOP presidential candidate Donald Trump tweets, he doesn't go to the city of Chicago, he tweets about it, and a few days later, her killers are in custody. Now, that goes back to this oppression that Colin Kaepernick talked about. To me, that's oppression, because if I'm the other 400 plus murder victims' families, I'm going to be a little upset that because the GOP presidential candidate tweeted about it, and you caught my loved loved one's killer, what about us? I feel oppressed that their murder is not solved. Again, I agree with Colin. There is oppression in this country. But who is doing the oppressing? 450-something murders in the city of Chicago against black people by people that look like them. That is oppression. So, since we're on the subject of Chicago, I want to touch on something really quick. And this, of course, is a democratic policy. So, you know, a few months ago, maybe a year ago, Mayor Rahm Emanuel came up with the whole uh, Chicago Police Review Board. And now the police board has removed removed the requirement that police complaints must be truthful. What? What? Police complaints, the requirement has been removed that they must be truthful. Well, I thought that was the whole point of making a complaint, that you're talking something that actually happened between you and an officer. So here it is. In current form, all people who file a complaint against a Chicago police officer are required to sign a sworn affidavit that attests that their complaint is truthful to the best of their knowledge. By swearing to tell the truth, the complainant could be prosecuted if it was determined that they initially fabricated false claims against a police officer. Well, that makes sense to me, but there's a police board president, Lori Lightfoot, that thinks that requiring people to swear to tell the truth is too burdensome. What? And it's got to change. Uh, I'm sorry. So, 
What you're telling me, Lori Lightfoot, is that I don't even live in the city of Chicago, but I may just be driving through there one day and decide, you know what? Hmm. I see this officer over here just minding his business, eating his lunch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get close enough to get his name and badge number. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call. I'm going to go online. I'm going to go to my nearest police station and say, hey, Officer Johnson, badge number, blah, 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 violated my civil rights. And he's punched me in the face and I'm just going to walk out and leave. And then it's going to be up to you, your board, to see if Officer Johnson really punched me in my face and violated my civil rights. And then guess what? Since I don't have to sign anything, you won't even know my name. That is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And this current situation that we're in with police and community and how much the community hates police for some misguided information. Now you're telling me in the city of Chicago, who again has over 400 homicides this year, not committed by police, mind you, but in a city like Chicago who hates police, you're telling me that any Joe Blow can walk off the street and say, Officer Johnson smacked me in the face, he called me the N-word, and he talked about my mama, and I want to file a complaint. Well, what's your name? Well, I'm not telling you my name because I don't have to sign anything, but you just go find out, and you go talk to Officer Johnson. I want him fired. I want his badge. I want his daddy's badge. I want his baby mama badge. I want everybody's badge that's associated with Officer Johnson. That's what we're doing here. That is exactly what we're doing here. So at what point did we say this has got to change because it's a burden on someone else to swear? Well, guess what? <laughs> if they're testifying in court about a murder they saw, guess what? They have to swear. If they're swearing out warrants because their boyfriend beat them up, guess what? They have to swear to tell the truth. If they're taking out a warrant on anybody for anything, guess what? They have to swear to tell the truth. So why are police not afforded that same opportunity? <laughs> and people say that there's a problem with police in this country. No, there's a problem with idiots like Lori Lightfoot in this country. Because all you're going to do is make this open season on police. And here's the sad part. There may be a few officers that may lose their job on some BS. Think about it. No one has to swear out and say, yes, it really happened. I can go and say anything I want. And the powers to be could say, you know what? We don't have enough proof, but we don't like the allegation. You're fired. So then this officer, their career is over. Not only in the city of Chicago, but anywhere. Because when you get fired from law enforcement, guess what? You get decommissioned. You lose all of that. So you can't go anywhere else and be a police officer because you were fired from a previous law enforcement agency. So during this city council meeting when this came up, 
Lightfoot said, when you have middle to upper middle class black folks, these are her words, not mine, who are doctors, teachers, lawyers, professionals coming and talking about not being able to walk down their streets, not being able to drive in a car in their neighborhood without getting stopped and treated disrespectfully or feeling like they are under siege in their neighborhoods. That's a problem. Okay. I'll agree. Yep. If you're not doing anything, you get stopped. It can be a little pain in the butt. I get that. But at the same time, you can't walk down the street, obviously in the city of Chicago and not have to worry about getting shot by someone else. So it says, these professionals allegedly believe that signing a form is too intimidating for them to actually make a complaint. Why would it be intimidating? If I'm a doctor or a lawyer, especially a lawyer, there ain't no form in the world that's going to intimidate me as a lawyer if I know the law. Professionals would never lie anyway, so there is no reason for them to sign that they are telling the truth. Well, maybe they won't lie. Maybe they will. Now, I can go into a few cases where there's been professionals that have lied about what police have done to them, and thankfully the police either had dash cam or body cam to say, oh, you're lying. So that theory, uh, Lori Lightfoot, is ludicrous at best. But I'm not really worried about the professionals because nowhere in your policy did it say, oh, they don't have to sign if they're a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, or a professional. No, no, no. It doesn't say that. The policy is open for everybody. So who I am worried about are the gang members who, for whatever reason, want to file a complaint against police. The drug dealer who wants to file a complaint against police. The robber who wants to file a complaint against police. The killer. Wow. Wait, the killer. Because, yeah, there's over 450 murders right now. The killer who wants to file a complaint against police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too concerned with the professionals, but your policy does not make that exclusive to only professionals. It makes it exclusive to any citizen in the city of Chicago. And that, Miss Lightfoot, is a huge problem. One that I don't think you're ready to take on because what's going to happen, and if you don't believe me, ask Marilyn Mosby down in Baltimore. What's going to happen is when all of these false complaints start coming in and officers are getting reprimanded or fired because of it, you're going to cost the city of Chicago even more money when those police officers start to sue you. Think about it. It's coming. It's coming. Mark my words. It's coming down the pipe. Now, switching gears. Sunday, this past Sunday, the 28th, marked the one-year anniversary of a very horrific police shooting. And it was racially motivated. And the victim was shot 15 times, and it was it was tragic. And the only problem was there was no outrage about it, and that's because it was Sheriff's Deputy Darren Goforth who was shot 15 times by Shannon Miles 
outside of Houston, Texas. And the individual basically shot the deputy because of the color of his skin and because he was a police officer. And Shannon Miles was an African-American man who is currently in a mental facility while they check his mental capabilities. See, here's something that really, 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 really ticks me off. Had the roles been reversed, people would be demanding justice right now. They'd still be marching. They'd still be protesting. But yet, it's okay if Shannon Miles has spent the last year in a mental facility while they check his competency. But he was very competent when he pulled the trigger 15 times. He was very competent when he parked his truck in a parking space across from the gas station to premeditate walking up on this officer because he saw the opportunity and to shoot him and then to stand over him again and shoot him and then drive home like nothing happened. He was very competent then, but had the roles been reversed again, protests, riots, demanding justice, let one of these officers go to a mental facility after they shoot someone and see the outrage that's going to come with that. So why would anyone not be outraged that this guy who had a history of violence, who was a convicted felon that shouldn't have a gun, who knew what he was doing, why would anyone not be upset that he's sitting at a mental facility trying to write his own ticket to a mental hospital so he can just say, oh, I was crazy when I shot the police officer. I was crazy. But that's okay for this country, right? Again, it goes back to what I said. Current administration has set the tone. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right if you do all that. It's okay if you want to go to a mental facility after you shot a cop 15 times. That's cool. We support that. But if that cop, Darren Goforth, would have shot you, you best believe I would have the Department of Justice there. I would investigate that department. I would find out that they're racist. I would say that more blacks get speeding tickets than whites. More blacks get pulled over than whites. I would do all of that because that officer violated you. He violated you. But since the roles are reversed, it's since the shooting in Milwaukee was done by a black police officer, it's and think about this for just a second. Now, remember, remember, I've told you a thousand times, police are human. They don't want to go out and kill people. And when you're human, guess what you have? Contrary to what people believe about police, guess what you have? Emotions. So you don't think it bothers police officers when they have to use deadly force? You don't think they go to police counselors about this stuff? Get real. Get real. But someone that shoots a police officer 15 times who had it in their intent to do it, not because they were showing up to a call for service and someone forced them to use deadly force, 
they had it in their mindset to do it. They knew what they were doing. Oh, it's okay to go waste taxpayer dollars to keep him in a mental facility until we send him to trial so he can get out in a few years and do it all over again. That's the current situation this country is in and it needs to change. Now, I'm not telling you who to vote for, not telling you who to vote against. But what I will say is check your history. Check your history. See who has been against police forever. Not just because it's the latest fad, because it's what's trending, because it's what's tweeting out there, not because of social media. Check your history. You make the decision. If you want change in this country, if you want the oppression, as Colin said, to stop, if you want the violence to stop, check your history, fact check, and then you make an informed decision of who you want to vote for in this election. Because, hey, every vote counts and we need change in this country. We need crime control and we need someone that supports police. I'm just saying, and yeah, I'm talking a little bit as an ex-cop, but I'm also talking about someone that has children who know police are their safekeepers against the bad guys. Police are still the ones that run to a building that just got hit by a plane. Police are still the ones that pull people out of cars that are about to explode. And there's a video that just happened about a week ago where an officer did that. That's policing. We need that in this country because the bad guys aren't going to run to the building. They're not going to run to the car that's on fire. They're going to run away from it like little kids. That's what they do. Anyway, it's almost time for me to go. It's time for roll call. It's only fitting that I mention Officer Deputy Darren Goforth, who was killed August 28, 2015, shot 15 times in the back. It's your one-year anniversary. Thank you for your service. Thank you for paying the ultimate sacrifice. Godspeed to you. God bless your family. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week, same time, same station, RadioInfluence.com, and available for downloads immediately after on iTunes. Thank you, and good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you the best in digital media broadcasting. We've got something for everybody. National sports radio talents such as the fabulous sports babe and Rich Herrera. Huge podcasts like the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. And the MMA Insiders with Jason Floyd and Sam Kaplan. New shows like Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill. Entertainment shows like LOL with Nancy Alexander. And shows that'll make you think like Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger. We've got you covered. 
You can find all our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com. 